It is Tuesday, March 16th here at Draft Shark Studios in Rochester, New York. Welcome to the second quick hit pod in our Dynasty Prospects Scouting Report series. I'm your host, Matt Schaff. With me, as usual, is Jared Smola. And you can now find the first seven scouting reports on this year's incoming rookie class live on DraftSharks.com. Every single one of those is a free read. We have more than 30 in the works for this draft season. Whether you're a dynasty player or just a redraft person, it can only help you for 2021 and beyond to get familiar with each of these guys. They're all going to be fantasy factors in some way. Today, the focus is on Minnesota wide receiver Rashad Bateman. Jared, you are our wideout guru when it comes to the rookie classes, so set up Rashad Bateman for me. Yeah, really solid prospect, a guy who has a lot of fans. Um, you know, when we when I first started compiling numbers like a couple months ago, I thought, you know, Bateman could kind of be like a not a sleeper, but a value in this class. I mean, even over the last month now, I'm not sure that's going to be the case. Again, he has a lot of fans and, and deservedly so. I mean, he really does check every box we look for. As far as college production goes, like he he really stacks up against anyone in this class, I think, production wise. Came in at Minnesota as a true freshman in 2018 alongside Tyler Johnson, who, you know, I don't know, I guess particularly the fantasy community, I think maybe higher on than the NFL. But a guy I still think, it, you know, it's going to be a quality pro, flash some as a rookie. So, you know, Bateman playing alongside Johnson as a freshman, finished second to Johnson in all major receiving categories, but 27% of Minnesota's catches, 26% of the receiving yards, 30% of the touchdowns. So really strong market shares again for an 18 year old true freshman really broke out in 2019 60 catches 1219 receiving yards 11 receiving touchdowns just barely trailed Johnson who you know at, at that point was a, a senior in receiving yards and touchdowns Johnson grew his market shares across the board 37 percent of Minnesota's yards 36 percent of the touchdowns Bateman also led the entire nation in yards per route run when lined up outside the numbers in 2019, again, as a true sophomore. This past season, kind of a funky one for Bateman with the COVID stuff, originally decided to opt out of the season, then decided to return to the team, played in five games before opting out again for the rest of the season. Um, He did set new career highs, though, in catches and yards per game, um, averaged a little over seven catches per game, a little over 94 yards per game. He topped 100 yards in three of those five games last season. New career highs across the board in market shares, 47% of Minnesota's receptions, 46% of the receiving yards, 50% of the touchdowns. So, you know, huge market shares as a junior. He's, you know, still 21 years old coming out early. So, um, again, production wise, really strong profile. The only drawback, I think, is that he he switched from number 13 to number zero. I can't get on board with the number zero later in his career. But I, you love the numbers. You love the early career production. You love the mark, the strong market shares even before Tyler Johnson left. And you love the increase in market shares throughout his career. Uh, it's a goofy year for everybody. It's going to make it tougher to analyze all these guys. But it, it's nice that Bateman did get in some games this past season. Again, it's nice that the market shares improved the productions there. What did you think of Bateman as you watched the tape? Of course, every one of our Dynasty Prospects scouting reports does include the film review section. It includes GIFs where we display the positive negatives. If you want to call them GIFs, that's fine as well. I won't judge you. What did you think, Jared, as you watched Bateman on tape? Yeah, not a flashy player. Like, you know, his highlights aren't 
going to be as impressive as Jamar Chase, I think, especially Devontae Smith. But Bateman, I think, really good releases off the line of scrimmage to beat press, really good route runner in the short and intermediate range, especially in the, the in-breaking stuff, the, the ins and the slants. I compare him to Keenan Allen. He might be Keenan Allen with some more juice, though, you know, more athleticism. Remember, Keenan Allen, he tested really poorly. That's part of the reason he dropped as far as he did in the draft. Now, I think Allen plays more athletically than he tested, but you know, Bateman might be a better athlete. I think he's going to be a similar type of player at the next level doing most of his stuff in the short and intermediate range. And I think he's a guy, you know, again, with that route running is a guy who should be able to come right in and make a pretty immediate impact for his NFL team. Yeah. I've watched a few games of Bateman as well. He doesn't wow me on tape, but he certainly looks good. And I think being wowed is probably overrated, especially a wide receiver where we know there are so many different ways to win. You don't have to be a flashy wideout. You don't have to be super tall. You don't have to be super fast. There are lots of different ways to win. Um, is there a specific balance that you try to strike between the film and the stats or analytics on these guys at wide receiver? I think just in general with the rookies, I try to lean on some of the production stuff a bit more because like, I don't consider myself a film expert. I mean, I think we all watch into football. We kind of know what good players look like, but I don't consider myself an expert there. So it's probably like 60, 40 in favor of the production. Um, but again, I think Bateman checks both boxes production for sure. And I liked what I saw on film. One other note about Bateman, this, this reminds me of Justin Jefferson coming into the league last year, but Bateman played the majority of his snaps on the outside in 2019. And then when Johnson left last season, Bateman played the majority of his snaps in the slot in 2020. So I think like Jefferson, he has versatility there where I think he can win both in the slot and outside as a pro. Yeah. And I think playing both of those areas and being smooth, if not flashy on tape, also brought to mind Devontae Adams for me. I know I read that you uh, mentioned Devontae Adams in your scouting report on Bateman as well. So I think that's, you know, kind of a good comp for not needing to be so splashy on college film to be a potentially very productive player. So speaking of being potentially very productive for the outlook, what does the fantasy crystal ball say about Rashad Bateman's future to you? First, I'm curious to see how the NFL views him. Like, does the fact that the NFL was lower on Tyler Johnson than we were, is it going to mean they're lower on Bateman? Now, I, I think the guy should be a first-round pick, you know, somewhere in the back half of round one. Um, you know, to me, he's he's still a tier below Jamar Chase and Devontae Smith, and, and that's less of a knock on Bateman as it is. I, I just think Chase and Smith are, you know, elite wide receiver prospects coming into the league here. But, um, you know, Bateman, for me, he's going to be vying with Jalen Waddell, I think, to be that third or fourth wide receiver, at least in our pre-draft rookie rankings. And we'll see, you know, draft capital and landing spot, you know, that'll kind of help us sort those guys out. And that seems to be where they're kind of settling in, Bateman and Jalen Waddell. It's like the Zach Wilson and Trey Lance versus uh, Trevor Lawrence and Justin yeah. Fields, a quarterback that we talked about yesterday. Bateman, as high as two for some people, there are some folks that say they want to rank him one. <laughs> I think that some of that will depend on just where he gets drafted. If he goes in, in earlier middle of round two, it's going to be tougher to argue him as a top two or three. Uh, him versus Jalen Waddell is going to be – interesting and I know we'll get further into Jalen Waddle as we get his scouting report posted as we both watch more of him but it, it's an intriguing wide receiver class maybe because it's not so loaded on star power but more of these guys that can be very good or there could be limitations to their game and there could be wide variations on where they actually end up going in the NFL draft 
Yeah, very deep class, I think. Just different types of players. Like, you know, comparing Bateman and Waddle is so tough because they're so different. You know, Waddle's mm-hmm. more in, in the Henry Ruggs mold where he's, he's, you know, winning with speed. He's a smaller guy. So, again, that it comes down to team fit, I think, when we, you know, find out where these guys are going to be playing and hopefully their teams understand how to use them. Because, again, I do think Bateman is going to be best in that Keenan Allen type of role. You can get the entire Rashad Bateman prospect scouting report on DraftSharks.com now. You can read that for free. We will have another new profile on the site basically every day up until the NFL draft. Coming your way tomorrow will be Oklahoma running back Ramondre Stevenson, the first running back in our series and a potential sleeper late in current best ball drafting. The prospect scouting reports, again, they're free to read, but you should lock in your DS Insider access now so you can see where all these guys sit in our up-to-date dynasty rankings, as well as accessing our 2021 fantasy rankings and the MVP draft board. Those are already live for this season. You can also find us on Twitter. We are at Draft Sharks. Jared is at SmolaDS. I am at ShaufDS. It's S-C-H-A-U-F. For Jared Smola and the rest of the Draft Sharks crew, I'm Matt Schaaf saying thanks so much for swimming with us. 